Good morning, Tui. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Wow. This book, you know, you can be an adult or you can be a, a young adult reader. And no matter what, we all love our dragons. Oh, I hope so. I've always loved dragons. And I, I you know, still anything with a dragon on the cover, I would be so excited to read it. Oh, you're <laughs> so right about that. Speaking of that cover, it, it is so vibrant. It's beautiful. It's a work of art. Are you going to merchandise that in the way of T-shirts and, and posters and things? Because that's the kind of stuff that we all love to have in our in our houses. Right? I would love that. I, it's, a, it's complicated, but if I can figure out a way, I just, I feel like, so the artist for all of the novels and for this guide is Joy Eng, and she's so incredible. I feel like we should have her art on every wall in every house, basically. <laughs> so true. And, you know, one of the things, and i got to give you kudos on this, is the way that the book is designed. Because, first of all, it's a good size, and I, I love a good large book. But the way that it's all printed and everything like that, it's not a complicated book to read at all. It's, it's, it's so inviting to go from page to page to page, and the colors that you've chosen for each page. Oh, thank you. Well, okay, so that's not me. That's my wonderful designer um, at Scholastic. He is so incredible. His name is Phil, and he has, like, this book was so much work, and he's the one who did that. He chose all the colors and the borders and, like, where the art was going to go, and he worked with Joy, and I, I, I love him. I just feel like I've been so lucky to get to work with him and with Joy. And, yeah, he's done an incredible job with this book. It's so beautiful. How did you keep a true connection to this storyline in the, in the way that, I mean, because, I mean, sure, it's, it, it's fairly large, but the thing about it is, though, for an author to go from the beginning to the end, and now we're talking about it, that's a journey. I mean, for me, I think I have to think basically one book at a time. Or if it's a little bigger, I did, I did think of them as like five book arcs. So books one through five are one storyline. And I wasn't thinking beyond that until I got close to the end of book five. And then I started planning six through ten. But really, um, the way I try to keep it focused is I make it each book is about a different character. And so as long as I'm thinking about that character and what they're experiencing, um, that I feel like is, is, is what keeps it like... It keeps me interested and also keeps me like focused on like what this particular book is about for each one of those. I love the titles of the different chapters. For instance, like the the slug like qualities of mud wings. I mean, <laughs> as an adult, I'm going, ooh, this is how you start a book. Ah, this is what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because that's actually a title like from within the book world. Um, in book one, uh, they have a conversation about um, you know there's a mud wing and a night wing, and the night wing's like, oh, I read this book about the slug like qualities of night wings, and the mud wing is like, I don't I don't think we're slug like I don't know what that means and so actually the guide is supposed to be an opportunity for uh, dragons like the mudwings to tell their own versions of it you know when you when you read that section the librarian at the at the school for all the dragons is saying like so I had this scroll the slug like qualities of mudwings and then one of the mudwings wrote in it because she was like this isn't right this is completely wrong <laughs> and so he was like what we need to do is get her to write her own scroll and tell us what mudwings are really like um, so that was, yeah, it was really fun. I tried to make it a little bit funny as well. Well, you um, do, you, and you make it very entertaining in the way of, of taking the mystery out of our imagination. Because, I mean, when you're looking at the sea wings, I mean, the scales, blue or green. I mean, you look at their eyes, their, their abilities, their habitat. You even show the map on where they live. And it's, and it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, now I know more about this. Oh, I hope so. Well, so what it really is, I'm hoping, is that it'll um, be inspirational for those kids who love to write their own stories or draw their own dragons, because I've gotten kids asking me questions like this all through the years, 
um, mostly because they all are so full of creativity and they, you know, they want to write, they want to draw accurate sea wings and they're like, what color can their eyes be? <laughs> so mm. to include all of those details, um, what I really am hoping is that it opens up their imaginations and lets them feel like even more welcome to come into this world and uh, play with their own dragons and their own stories. Yeah, we all have those, those, those dragons in the way that, I mean, because I mean, even when I'm looking at the rain wings, it's like, oh, oh my God, I would love to hear the storyline from a rain wing and, and to find out, you know, what kind of animation would, would I see on, on television and all that, or even on a big screen? Because, I mean, you, you, you totally set us up for something that's bigger on the other side. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I love to imagine um, that there's this giant world full of dragons. And what I'm always telling the kids is, like, really what the theme of the series is, is that anybody can save the world. It's not just one chosen one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I say to them, like, you know, my dragons are saving the world in the books, like over here in this part of the world, but your dragon could be saving the world a different way at the same time somewhere else in the world. And so I wanted to feel like that, like that there's a lot going on um, that you don't necessarily see. And so both in my stories and in the stories that they're writing as well. Man, I wish I could have been with you while you were putting these, these stories together because I love the way that you speak directly with the reader when you go, hi, Starlight. Have I mentioned lately how excited I am to be your guide? I mean, you're, you're, you're speaking directly to that reader. Oh, well, and um, what I'm hoping is that, like, the kids who love the series already will find a lot of the characters they love in this book, in this guide. Um, little letters from each other. There's a whole story written by Kinkajou, which I know is one of the favorite characters that hasn't had her own book yet. So I was like, well, here you go. Here's Kinkajou's own voice telling a story um, set in the rainforest. <laughs> so now, did you create these dragons in the way of, that it all came from your imagination? Because when I see something like an ice wing, I believe that the ice wings are real. Because, I mean, this is, this would be, you know, you, we've all seen Frozen before. So if there's ice, it's got to be an evil, evil thing. Funny. Um, yeah, I was. Well, it was interesting because I was picturing sort of Western dragons, like the dragons that we grew up with, like yeah. Hog and the Hobbit, right? Um, but I also wanted to make it feel like, you know, there's this whole world of dragons, so there could be different kinds. Like, where would they live, and like, how would that change what they're like? So I watched a bunch of nature documentaries about different habitats, and I started thinking, well, what kind of dragon would live under the sea? What kind of dragon would live in like an Arctic part of the world? Um, you know, and, and based those, sort of designed the characters, the tribes of dragons around the parts of the, um, of the continent that they live in um, and use that to sort of inspire their names and um, sort of what, how they have structured their civilization. You know, they live in this ice palace or they live in the trees if they live in a forest, you know. Um, and so trying to let the environment inform what the dragons ended up being like. We, I have a, a, little, a little guy here in the neighborhood that loves dragons so much, and so I cannot wait to sit down with him and let him go through this book because I want his imagination to run through this forest in South Charlotte, North Carolina, where he's going to believe that those dragons exist in this forest because that's the kind of book this is. Oh, that was exactly the kind of kid I was. I kept expecting, like, fairies to pop out of every bush and, like, a dragon to show up and take me on an adventure any second. (laughs) So, yes, this is definitely for those kids. So when you've got the imagination that you have, where along the lines did you give yourself permission to set it free so the rest of us could feel your energy? I mean, I always wanted to be a writer, um, definitely when I was a kid. And I will say to all the kids out there who want to be writers, if you start, if you love starting stories but have trouble finishing them, don't let that discourage you because that was 100% me. I would just get excited about the next idea and want to go write that instead. So I had a lot of beginnings with stories. And it wasn't until really after college that I finally like made myself sit down and get all the way to the end of a book um, uh, to get it published. <laughs> well, you're so right about that, too. In the, in the way that in, I wrote my first book in the 11th grade, it was 
was published 32 years later. So yeah, oh, don't wow. don't stop the writing process. It will happen, but you've got to feed it. Right, and you've got to like, and the more you write, the better you'll get. It's kind of like playing an instrument. So like, even if you don't finish an entire story, everything that you write is still really good practice. It's like making you a better writer along the way. Um, and hopefully like whatever you do write will inspire something that you can use later on in a book. Wow. So where can people go to find out more about you? Because they're going to get this book and then they're going to want to have their own journeys and explorations. Um, well, my website is uh, tuibooks.com. That's T-U-I books.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Tui Sutherland. Um, and then the books are available in you know, any local bookstore, hopefully. Do you get to sit down with the young adult readers and, and, and to basically to feel their energy and what you're doing? I actually just went on tour this fall, and it was so much fun because I hadn't been out on the road in such a long time. And finally getting to like see kids again and get to talk to them about their stories and see that all their art that they brought me was just incredible. I am so in awe of like all of the wonderful imaginations out there. It was a very exciting adventure. <laughs> wow. Well, you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Oh, thank you so much. This was really fun. I appreciate it. Well, you'd be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. <laughs>